What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Hello! Live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Today is Thursday, October the 26th in the year of the Lord 2023. This is episode 956 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, while they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. But man, have we got another fun show for you today. We've got another debut guest. We've got uh, one of our good friends joining us. It's just going to be uh, and, and then, uh, a coach joining us too, a couple of coaches. So, uh, man, it's going to be a fun show today. Joining us in less than 20 minutes on our Spence automotive guest line is going to be the new head coach of the Kenston wingman baseball team of the old North state league, James Rice. Uh, he is, uh, going to be, like I said, joining us on the uh, Spence automotive guest line. Gotta admit, I've never talked to him before. Uh, the GM of the team, Billy Stearns hooked me up. Uh, very excited to talk to this young man. Uh, he graduated from, um, I, I, there's no way I'm going to get this right. Keith Spence, you're going to have to help me with this. Mount Alois, Alosius, Alosius College in Crescent, Pennsylvania. He played baseball there for five years, but he's been part of the uh, Old North State League for the last four years. He played, he was two years as a player, uh, and then uh, a year with the Sand Hills Bogies as a player, and then he was part of their staff last summer. So uh, excited about that. Uh Again, want to thank uh, the GM of uh, the Kenston Wingman for uh, setting that up for me. But uh, very excited to talk to uh, James Rice, uh, who is going to introduce himself to us, tell us a little bit about his vision for the Kenston Wingman this upcoming season. And uh, listen, very excited to have the Wingman here in town, man. Uh, we all know, as everybody knows, we've got uh, one more year of the Down East Wood Ducks. Potentially two, but I mean, guaranteed we're going to have one more year of them and <coughs> we need to get out and support them as much as humanly possible. But you know what? You need to get out and support these wingmen too. Uh, again, very excited to have uh, James Rice to be uh, joining us. Can't wait to talk to him. And like I said, just see what, uh, see what vision that he has uh, going on. And thank you again to uh, Billy Stern for uh, setting that up for us here. So uh, that's our first guest here in the first hour. At around 40 minutes into this first hour, we're going to be joined by one of the head coaches of the LCC volleyball team. And yes, as you've heard uh, Coach Shelley Barnes say here on the show before, it, there's not just one head coach on that team. There's two. The other one is her, uh, is her husband, uh, David Barnes. Uh, and he's going to be joining us also on our Spence Automotive guest line as we're going to be talking to him about uh, the, play, the uh, Region 10 tournament. They won in an upset the other night. I believe it was Tuesday night in straight sets. And now they are uh, in the second round of that tournament. Tomorrow night, they're going to be in Fayetteville. At Fayetteville Tech, but taking on Cape Fear Community College. So uh, Coach Barnes 
is going to get us ready for that. And uh, congratulations to them, too, by the way. Uh, just tell you what, uh, a program that uh, had not had a lot of wins, had some good coaching. As you know, we are uh, big, big fans of uh, of uh, Coach Lee Avery, uh, who was the old coach there and is now the head volleyball coach over at uh, Rendell Parrot Academy. Uh, but the, the program had, uh, had suffered, uh, when it came to wins the last couple of years and doggone if, uh, the, the Barnes, uh, husband and wife, the husband and wife duo, the, uh, Barnes coaches, however you want to say it, <laughs> they, uh, congratulations to them, uh, for the, just a great season they've had. They've now won 12 games this year. And again, we'll be in the second round of the region 10 tournament, uh, taking on, uh, Cape Fear at Fayetteville Tech. And then in our second hour, he'll probably join us uh, late here in our first hour, but we'll have him in the second hour. It's going to be the WRNS sales executive to the stars, Jason Bryant. Uh, we're going to preview tomorrow night's games. Uh, we're going to preview tomorrow night's games. We're going to preview our uh, Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show, our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week, which by the way, is going to be Kinston at North Lenore. And I got to tell you, I I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, it's going to be a game, I think, essentially for a playoff spot in uh, the 2A state playoffs. I think it, oh, it's definitely going to be a game that's going to determine the uh, 2023 Jimmy Smith Cup. Uh, and uh, it's just going to be, a, it's going to be really good. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good game. But uh, Jason and I will talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, all the other games that are taking place, too. We're going to take a, a quick uh, preview look at the state playoffs and see what we think is going to happen there uh, from our neck of the woods. Don't forget, uh, Arundel Parrot Academy is definitely in the state playoffs, and uh, I think the winner of tomorrow night's Kenston North Lenore game is going to be in the playoffs, too. So uh, we'll see all that. We'll see what happens uh, with uh, when we have Jason in here and, Get his thoughts on it. We know Green Central is probably in, I wouldn't even say probably, they are in a, in a really good shot to make the state playoffs too. So uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and we're going to have a lot of fun with Jason. We're going to talk some ECU football with him. Uh, he's a Duke guy, so he's probably going to revel with me uh, as I continue to revel in the uh, post-Virginia beating uh, Carolina last weekend. Uh, so... Very excited about that. Uh, that, 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 that. Hey, I just got a message from Greg Clemens as I'm sitting here reading it. He said he's ticked off this morning with Jim Phillips and how he's running the ACC in such a negative direction. He always seems to protect Notre Dame's interests and not protecting the history of the ACC. Yeah, well, I can tell you what that is, Mr. Clemens. That comes down to money. Uh, that is it. I mean, it comes down to dollars and cents and uh, he sees what Notre Dame would do for the ACC and what Notre Dame has done for the ACC, and uh, that's why he's doing that. But I agree with you, man. I mean, I I wish we had a commissioner in there that looked out for uh, the the Virginias and the NC States and the even the Carolinas and the Wakes and the Dukes and the Clemsons. You know, the the old school. When when I was okay, let me do the uh, the old person thing here, Scott Whittington. When I was growing up. Man, we had a seven-team ACC, and then it was uh, eight, and then nine, and now here we are with whatever it is up to now, 15. But, uh, man, I, I love the old-school ACC, and we'll, we'll definitely never see that again, that's for sure. But uh, there you go with that. Okay, 
Uh, let us uh, take a look. Man, I got to tell you, uh, <laughs> on, on the personal front here at uh, our plush well-lit studio and home here on Whitehall Drive, we've got a new cat, man. We uh, His name is Tony. And I, uh, Mr. Clemens, I'll let you guess. And Keith Spence, I'll let you guess who uh, we named the new kitty Tony after. You know, I'll, I'll wait for it. Wait for it. I forget. We're about, an, about a minute behind on uh or about 20 seconds 15 20 seconds behind on over the air but uh, the way that uh mr clemens listens and all the folks outside of kenston lenore county they listen on our uh on our uh, bet on the bull.com feed or on the app and it takes a minute or so but anyway uh tony the kitty he's named after the greatest coach in college basketball today okay that's all that that's my hint for you i think you uh i think everybody knows that what that means but, man, he has been an adventure. We got him last night about, uh, I don't know, probably in the 4 or 5 o'clock window yesterday. And, uh, man, he's already taken over the house. He, uh, I've never seen a cat that, uh, yes, Linda, oh, Linda, you know. You can't guess. You already know. <sighs> Linda, you win a lifetime of, she asked, what does she win for guessing uh, Tony's full name and who he's named after? Oh, I see Mr. Clemens uh, typing now. So uh, there you go, Mr. Clemens. You get it. Tony Bennett, the greatest coach in Atlantic Coast Conference basketball history. Well, at least for now, anyway. I think he's the best coach in the league now. Probably not history when you look at some of the great Carolina and Duke and NC State coaches we've had come through through the years. But at this moment, he's the greatest. But let me tell you something, man. Uh, he is also – I'm going to try to get – I, I want to get him out here when Jason's here because I want Jason to meet him too because he's a, he's a cool little cat, man. Uh, but he has already taken over the house. What, he's only been here just a little over 12 hours. He's already – conquered everybody's heart and slept next to me and Linda last night and uh just just a little cute kitty kitty so uh I can't believe I've become I've become a cat boy okay it is what it is man I, I still love my Molly girl but man uh, cats are cool too okay I know everybody wanted to know all that but you know what it's important to me Scott Whittington I'm a cat boy <laughs> Ugh. Okay, uh, let's take a look. I'll tell you what, we are going to go more in. Oh, i tell you what, we've got to talk uh, the World Series. That is, it begins tomorrow in Arlington, Texas. Uh, I'm going to try to get, or early next week for sure, we're going to try to get John Clemens or Janelle uh, Finch on here to uh, talk about going to the World Series because they are going to be at game one of uh, the World Series between the uh, Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, started that starts tomorrow night in Arlington, Texas. And I, I, listen, I very rarely am jealous of anybody because, you know, I have a pretty doggone good life myself, man. I mean, I, you know, I get to do this show every morning and, uh, just have tons of fun doing stuff, but I'm telling you, man, John Clemens and his wife and uh, Janelle, I don't know if Janelle's taking her better half, but they're going to be in Arlington, Texas tomorrow for game one of the world series between the Texas Rangers and Arizona Diamondbacks. I will be looking for them on TV the whole time. Well, I'm going to have to tape it because obviously I'm going to be at the North North game, the Kenson North North game tomorrow night. But, uh, man, uh, Texas, pretty overwhelming favorites to win. Uh, they're minus 168 <coughs> to win the uh, world series. Uh, pretty much consensus is Texas in six games. But, man, if there's one thing that we've learned about this, uh, this baseball postseason is, 
don't even try to predict anything. There's no use doing it because you just you do not know what's going to happen in uh, the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, Vegas says it's this, but, man, Vegas has been absolutely wrong with the Major League Baseball postseason the entire time. In fact, if it was up to them, it would be Houston and probably the uh, L.A. Dodgers uh, in the World Series right now. So, uh, again, hey, let's go. Uh, oh, they're going to be at games one and two. Oh, come on, Mr. Clemens. Man, congratulations to them, though, man. Uh, I've not even been. I've, I've been to the old Texas Rangers Stadium. I haven't been to the new one. Oh, God, I'm so jealous. Uh, but, uh, hey, John, if you're listening, I am. Uh, I will be Venmoing you some money because I need. Uh, I've got the Texas Rangers playoff hat or the World Series hat from uh, a couple of years or from what, back in 2010 that has the patch on it, the World Series patch. I'll be Venmoing you some money because I, I, I need that. Uh, I need the, the 2023 version of it, too. Scott Whittington chimes in. He says D backs in seven. You know what? At this point, and I mean this sincerely, it could be any uh, any finish. I mean, again, who thought? And I'm telling you, if you were cognizant enough, if you, uh, what's the word I'm trying to find here? If you were a procrastinator enough to know that it was going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers, two wild card teams in the World Series, and doggone it, and if you bet that the whole way, Man, you're going to the World Series on your own dime. I guarantee you that because uh, you've probably got, you've got thousands of dollars in your pocket if that's what you picked, the Diamondbacks and the uh, and the Rangers in the World Series. But I, I, again, I've, I've said this several times. We'll do it throughout the World Series, man. Some great Kinston connections there too. Obviously, uh, the Downey's Wood Ducks. We've got three players and uh, the first base coach that are playing for the Rangers, led by Laoti uh, Tavares and then uh, Corey Ragsdale over at first base. That is awesome. But then over on the Diamondbacks side, uh, we've got the uh, the manager of the Diamondbacks, Tori Lavolo. He is uh, a former K-Tribe manager, won two championships, uh, two Carolina League championships with uh, the Kenston Indians back in the mid-2000s. So, uh, man, we can't lose. I'm telling you, we absolutely cannot lose whoever wins the World Series. Kinston, North Carolina is going to have a little bit of a claim to it. And uh, I've got to tell you this, too. It's really cool. I uh, was in touch with the Diamondbacks earlier this week. Uh, not necessarily with uh, Tory himself, but I think the message got to Tory that we'd like to have him here on the show. And uh, I was told, well, this is actually before the World Series, before they made it to the World Series, I was told uh, maybe a week or so after the playoffs are over, we'll be able to get him here on the show. So very excited about that, especially with them in the World Series, too. Can't wait to get our good friend Tori Lavolo here on the show, too. Greg Clemens has uh, uh, Texas winning in five. Keith Spence, who do you have, man? I'd love to get this. would be fun to get some of these predictions of uh, who everybody thinks is going to win. So uh, there you go. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to follow Vegas. I'm going to say Texas in six. I really think uh, the Rangers have it all put together. But, I mean, obviously the Diamondbacks do, do too. I mean, they rallied to come back and beat uh, <laughs> uh, not only the well, they didn't have to rally against the Braves, but they beat the Braves and then they uh, beat the uh, – or no, 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 I'm sorry. The Phillies beat the Braves. The Phillies beat the Braves. But uh, the Diamondbacks have just uh, – there's nobody. And I'm telling you, nobody thought the Diamondbacks – or heck, that nobody thought the Rangers were going to be there too. It's going to be a heck of a World Series. Okay. Mr. Clemens, uh, I, I'll read it, but he said, Scott is still mad that Texas swept the Orioles. 
in uh, that uh, that Texas swept Orioles. Keith Spence has Texas in seven. That, that's cool. I, I like that. I again, it's one of those. Now I got. I wonder. I wonder. Uh, does John Clemens, does Janelle, do all the folks over at the uh, Down East Wood Ducks, do they get a, a World Series ring if uh, if Texas wins this thing? you got to think they probably do since, te- since uh, the Wood Ducks are part of the Texas Rangers organization. How cool would that be? We got to see the rings last night that the Denver Nuggets won uh, for uh, God for winning the uh, uh, NBA championship. They were gaudy. They were beautiful. I mean, as as title town as we have here in Kinston, too, with all the state championships that Kinston High School has won, we've seen some good-looking uh, championship rings here. But I got to tell you, man, that Denver Nuggets ring last night uh, they were showing off was uh, – it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And would really like to see uh, our, uh, our, uh, our guys get one, too. That would be pretty neat. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Hey, let's uh, get you caught up. The NBA season kicked off last night and uh, or tipped off last night, I guess would be the better way to say it. And uh, how about this? I was just I was thinking about it as I was doing my pre-show stuff. The Charlotte Hornets won last night. They beat the uh, Atlanta Hawks in uh, in the Queen City last night. How about this for a statistic? And if Jonathan's listening right now, he's going to be upset with me. He's a big uh, Panthers fan. How about the Charlotte Hornets have a win? before the Carolina Panthers have a win. We're in week, what, seven, week eight of the NFL season coming up, and it only took one game for the Charlotte Hornets to uh, get their first win of the season when the Carolina Panthers still do not have their first win of the season. So uh, it's got to be a little bit frustrating for uh, Panthers fans in Charlotte. But, uh, yeah, they're 1-0, the the Hornets are, but uh, I don't know how many more wins they're going to have this year. I think it's going to be a tough season for them. But, hey, how about our local guys last night? Uh, how well did they did? Uh, Brandon Ingram and the New Orleans Pelicans, they opened their season last night with a 111-104 to 104 win on the road in Memphis. That's a pretty good win for them. Uh, of course, Brandon started the game. He finished with 19 points. Seven rebounds, six assists, and two steals in 36 minutes. Uh, a very good start for him, a very good start for uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, who I got to tell you, uh, you heard Richard and I talking about, uh, as we have all season long, but we talked about them specifically on Tuesday, as we did Reggie and Houston Rockets, who we'll get to here in a moment. And uh, I got to tell you, man, I think this is going to be a very, very good season for uh, – for the Pelicans, especially if they can stay healthy. Uh, I uh, I am, uh, again, I'm very excited about what the Pelicans are going to do, and especially uh, last night. I mean, they had all three. They had Brandon, they had Zion, and they had uh, McCollum all playing. And when all three of them get to play together, which if you remember, Richard said they played something like 192 minutes together. Or no, it was 178 minutes that they played together all of last season. I uh, I got to tell you, I, I've got some high expectations for them this year. I could see them winning 50 games. I know the over-under was less than now. I think it was 44 and a half, but I could see them win, winning 50, especially if all three play as well as they did last night. And when you throw uh, the big center in there, Giannis or Jonas or however you say his name, Jonas Valencia. <laughs> yeah, pronunciation is not my strong suit. I, I, think, the, I think the Pelicans are going to be pretty good. Uh, but again, uh, their next game... They have their home opener Saturday at 7 p.m. against the New York Knicks, and that will be on NBA TV. 
So, again, congratulations to Brandon and the Pelicans. Then uh, Reggie Bullock and the uh, Houston Rockets, they started their season last night, uh, however, uh, in, a, in a completely different fashion, a 30-point loss at Orlando, 116-86. to Reggie didn't start. He came off the bench. He hit his only shot. It was a three-pointer in the first half. Uh, he had a rebound, a steal, and a block in 11 minutes. So three points, one rebound, one steal, one block in 11 minutes. And uh, he looked pretty good. I got to tell you, he looked skinnier than I remember, though. I don't know if he – I mean, not that he was ever a big guy, but he just looked really thin. Richard and I were uh, messaging last night during uh, as we were both uh, going through all the uh, NBA League pass games last night. And uh, he agreed with me, too, that it looked like uh, Reggie Reggie just looked a little thinner last night. And I don't think it's bad or anything. I mean, he was getting off the ground. In fact, man, the block shot that he had was closing out on a, a shooter from the three-point range. It wasn't inside. And he looked good. I'm telling you, Reggie looked really good last night. Here was uh, Their next game is going to be at San Antonio Friday night at 8 o'clock. And uh, our boy Scott Whittington and his ECU uh, football equipment staff folks I believe they're going to be at that game, too. Uh, so that's going to be uh, neat. We'll have to get a report from uh, Scott on Monday when he gets back, not just from the ECU-UTSA game, but uh, also from the uh, Houston Rockets at San Antonio game. That'll be kind of neat. Uh, a little, I wouldn't call it an anomaly by uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but it was uh, Reggie for the first time in his 11-year career. And as I'm in my office, in my studio office looking around at all my Reggie jerseys, uh, they all have Bullock on them for the first time last night. He had Bullock Jr. on uh, jersey, which you know what this means. I've got to buy a Houston Rockets jersey now, <laughs> which I was going to anyway. But uh, uh, but Bullock Jr. on the back of uh, that jersey. So uh, a different look for him, and uh, good luck to him. But uh, like I said, uh, Brandon wins. Reggie doesn't win, but both of them will be back in action in the next couple of days. Okay, tell you what, uh, we are going to get uh, James Rice up here on the phone with us. Uh, before we do that, though, let me thank our good friends over at Lenore Community College. They are the title sponsor of the Brian Hank Show. We are uh, very thankful to have them. Uh, Lenore Community College, for more than 65 years, have helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable accessible and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. Thank you again so much to Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Uh, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hank Show. We really appreciate them. And I can tell you somebody else that really appreciates them. It's the Kinston Wingman of the Old North State League who play all their games out at uh, at uh, Lancer Field on the campus of LCC. And joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line is the new head coach of the Kinston Wingman. We're uh, very honored to have on the line with us, James Rice, uh, again, Good morning, uh, Coach Rice. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing really, really well. I, uh, I Again, uh, I appreciate you joining us here on the line this morning. I want to thank uh, Billy Stern for uh, setting this up. You and I have not met yet, so this is our first introduction to each other. And uh, first off, I've got to congratulate congratulations on the new job as the uh, Kenson Wingman manager. 
Yeah, no, I appreciate it very much. Um, you mentioned Billy. He's been awesome so far with us for uh, my interactions with him. So he's been killing it. Um, but, yeah, very excited to, to get down to Kenston and, and see what we can do in that baseball community. I love it. Where are you at right now? Where are you, where are you talking to us from? Uh, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, um, and that's where I am currently. Uh, I've done some bouncing around, obviously, or uh, I guess not obviously, but I was with uh, Sand Hills for a while uh, last summer. So I, I, I'm familiar with North Carolina. Kinston is going to be a new area. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, and that's where, I, that's where I am right now. So, Well, your school that you graduated from, and he sent me a little mini bio on you. Uh, and, and help me, I tell you what, I'm not even going to attempt it. I, I, tried, I tried it in my uh, monologue, and I realized, man, I'm just going to wait for uh, Coach Rice to join me here. How do you pronounce your alma mater? Uh, Mount Aloysius. Aloysius. Aloysius, and that's in Crescent, Pennsylvania. Is that pretty close to Pittsburgh? Uh, it's about an hour and 30, hour and 40. Um, it's kind of closer to Penn State. Okay. Well tell, us a little, well, well, tell us a little bit about your uh, collegiate career. In fact, not just your collegiate career, uh, introduce us to yourself here, James. Uh, again, you're going to be the manager of our Kenston Wingman. The folks out there would like to get to know you a little bit. Just uh, give us your biography. Yeah, so uh, I'm a recent college graduate. Uh, I have my MBA. I was at Mount Aloysius for five years um, where I played under Kevin Kime. Uh <clears throat> We ended up uh, – we were a pretty successful program all – my whole time there. Um, my true senior year, my fourth year, which would have been um, the 2022 20, to 23 season – or, yeah, no, 2021 to 22, I'm sorry. Um, we won our first ever championship, went to a regional, uh, had a really good experience there. Um, bounced around from – uh, I guess different places in the ONSL also during my collegiate career. So I, I, this was going to be my fifth year uh, being a part of the ONSL. I originally started in Deep River, uh, Ramsier area with the Deep River Mud Dogs. Um, and that was during COVID. Uh, the, the ONSL found ways to uh, still get our games in. So that was a big reason why I decided to join ONSL in the first place. And it was their second year. Um, and I've stuck with them since. So I've been able to see them grow, which has been really cool to watch and be a part of. Um, so, yeah. But I was in Deep River two years. My second year, I broke a bone in my hand. So I had a my, – my summer was cut short. But I got to be – a part of the bogeys organization the next summer, which was their first, uh, their first summer in the league. Um, and ended up winning the championship with them. Uh, coach Schaefer there, he invited me back down to be a uh, part of his coaching staff this past summer, which was a great experience. And, uh, I was lucky enough to get this opportunity to, to come over to Kinston. So, that is awesome. That voice you're listening to, it's James Rice. He's a new head coach of our Kinston Wingman baseball team of the Old North State League, which is my next question. What was the trade? There are, I mean, you had choices. I mean, 
there are several wood bat leagues that are out there. What was attractive to you about the old North state league, James? Uh, when I made that switch from my, uh, from some other leagues that I was looking at and the league that I was a part of, uh, like I said, it was during COVID. Uh-huh. So a lot of leagues, they, they didn't end up playing, um, that summer. So I found, actually, I didn't even find the league. The, uh, the owner of the league, he saw, I think at my, my Twitter actually. And, uh, we started chatting and my brother was an, uh, an incoming freshman at the time. And we wanted to, like, we wanted to go play, you know what I mean? So we packed up our car, found an Airbnb and we were off for that summer. Um, just being able to get out there got us down. Um, and then the connections we made that first summer, uh, and just the, the way it was, it was ran, even though it was still kind of brand new, um, definitely wanted to get back down there. And like I said, that second summer was kind of cut short with me. Uh, so I broke a, I broke my handmade bone, so can't really do much. With my hand, can't really do much with your hand once you break that bone. But, yeah. but no, yeah. Um, and like I was saying, the way I've seen the league grow, like, like I, it has been just really crazy. When I was first getting down here, like my first two summers, I had to get an Airbnb for myself. Uh, had to pay for travel to all of our games. Like it, it was a lot on the player. Um, and over the years the past couple of years, they've, they've really started making it uh, about the players, you know, um, which is why it's so important that we find host families for these kids. Um, you know, we have sponsors that can help really take care of, of helping these kids that come play for us because in turn, they are going to help the community. I've seen it over and over and over. Uh, these players will become a part of your your family, and it's a really cool thing to be a part of and to, to even see. So, no, I love that, and that's one of the things we've really not talked a whole lot about here on my show for sure. But uh, we, we, well, let's dive into that here in a moment. But I wanted to ask you first about Kenston itself, uh, about the Kenston Wingman. Uh, last year was the first year, a very successful year, playing over at Lenore Community College over at Lancer Field. Uh, what was a kind of the same question I asked you about the ONSL, but what was attractive to you? What made you want to come and be a part of the wingman? Um, I, I was, I got a great opportunity from the owner of the league, uh, Alec already. He, he gave me a buzz and we were chatting about some things, um, <clears throat> about some other opportunities, but I really, uh, I was waiting to see. Uh, if he had anything else come up the line and his Kinston job became open, he, he gave me a buzz one day and it was an instant yes, you know. Um, I, I feel like uh, I had really good connections in, in Sandhills with the bogeys, um, but I, I wanted to take a – I couldn't pass up this offer, and you know. So, uh, and having the success – uh, that Kinston had, and I want to be able to help Kinston grow within the community and the baseball community. And also, some things I heard about, uh, like I said, Billy, he's been killing it for us. Great, he's doing a great job. Like, I 
seriously lucked out having him as my GM. Um, oh, we would have so, to. I mean, yeah, we would have to agree with you on that because no one has promoted uh, or done promotions of a team better than he has, and that's the truth. I mean, it's, you know, for a wood bat league too, oh, uh, with the yeah, void that, and there's going to be a void. I mean, I, that's what I think when when I think about the job that Billy Stern has done with uh, the Kenston Wingman. Uh, knowing that there's going to be a void here. We've got the Down East Wood Ducks at, for one more year, possibly two, but more realistic is probably going to be just this upcoming season. There is going to be that void of baseball here. And I, I guess that's my question to you too there, James, is that do you see your wingman filling that void when the when the Wood Ducks leave? Oh, 100%. Um, having the Wood Ducks here is, is a really good thing because it means there's a – there's people that are into baseball. Having them leave uh, is even I not. I mean, it's good for the wingmen. Uh, it's going to be able to allow us to promote and and become uh, like the main source of baseball in that area, uh, which is always a really good thing to have. And if if you are, I guess, like the main source, it's going to we're going to be able to run more camps, get out in the community. Um, get with youth, which I think is a huge part of, of what we can do in the summer. Uh, the Kinston Wingmen and, and honestly a lot of teams in the OSL, ONSL is get with youth programs and, and run camps. And honestly, in return, that's how that's how you grow your fan base, you know, like I was saying earlier. So, Oh, absolutely. And I can tell you as uh, someone who's been here, I'm originally from Western North Carolina, but I've been here in Kinston for – uh, since 2002, so what, coming up on my 22nd year, I can tell you, James, I mean, there are a, a rabid fan base of baseball here, and uh, <laughs> and it, there really is, and I think you're going to enjoy it too uh, when you uh, get out there on the field. Uh, I want to touch, I want to circle back to something you were saying a, a few moments ago about host families and stuff. Now, that's something I'm not familiar with. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, so there are opportunities, I guess, for uh, folks with extra rooms or uh, whatever to uh, to help out some of the players for the Kenston Wingman? Yeah, so host families, uh, they are going to – or host families, they, they, are, they do help out our players. So pretty much like an Airbnb, but, I mean, you're going to be taking care of, of the players. Um, not so much in a sense like you don't have to cook for them every day, uh, things like that. Like if you'd like to – if you like eating dinner – with your player when he's home or, or things like that, like that's absolutely fine. Like go ahead, bring them, make them a part of your family, especially if you have youth uh, baseball players. Like I'm telling you, get like become a host family because your kid is going to have a, a role model in front of him every day for the whole summer. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, if someone with extra space in their house or an extra room, uh, that wouldn't mind giving it up and having a 18 to 22 year old schedule added to the house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, but those families are very important. Um, they allow us to recruit from all over the country. Um, which is another big part of the ONSL. Like, I don't know if people can, can grasp this, but you know, a college kid coming across the country is a pretty crazy thing and, and kind of just popping in with the host family and not knowing anybody. 
but it happens a lot. Um, and that's where you make some really good friends. Uh, in my time in the ONSL, like I've made friends from California, Wisconsin, like, uh, Texas, Florida, and I'm a PA boy. So, I mean, we're hitting all, all corners of the map here. Uh, but everyone comes down to North Carolina and it's, that's possible with the, with host families being able to help take care of these, these kids for a couple months. And like I said, it's everything, like everything gets in return, right? So you help out, especially like if you have youth kids in baseball, like you help out these kids, you're going to, like I said, have a role model in front of your kids. Um, you also will get season tickets to our games. Um, and I think some other, some other deals and promotions we're working on to incentivize that a little bit. But yeah, the more host families, the better. Um, allows us to to go meet some players and and really recruit to get a to get a good squad. So that is awesome, man. It, that, what a unique opportunity too to do that. And I'm sure if you want to find out more about becoming a host family, uh, if you get in touch with Billy, uh, if we get in touch with you, uh, yeah, I think you, you can you should, definitely direct people that direction, right? Yeah, no, it, it definitely should be up on our website. Uh, oldnorthdaily.com okay. and then head over to Kinston Wingman. Um, I, I'm, there should be some tabs saying become a host fam- uh, yeah, become a host family. Okay. Well, very cool. And there's, there's definitely other ways, but like you said, yeah, even reach out to Billy or go on our socials. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, I got to pick your brain since we've got you here for a couple more moments here. Uh, World Series begins tomorrow night uh, with uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, versus the Texas Rangers. It starts in Arlington tomorrow. Who you got and why? Who do you have and uh, who do you have to win it? And who are you actually pulling for in it? Uh, I have the D-backs winning it, and I'm pulling for the D-backs. Okay. Uh, I think I think that Diamondbacks pitching staff is pretty unique and they have i don't know they have a lot of young and hungry guys that's i mean rangers have a pretty good staff too uh i don't know the d-backs that they've been a pretty cool story i'm gonna like i like this world series both these teams are pretty pretty unique stories but i have the diamondbacks uh i i honestly i was rooting for philadelphia um yeah, they're in Pennsylvania. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, now are you a Phillies so, fan? Or who, who, who do you? No. Who's oh no, 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 no. Oh, I'm a Pittsburgh Pirates fan through and through. <laughs> sadly, yeah. sadly. Next yeah. year, hey, I'm always, I'm always hopeful. So next year, uh, we got a lot of young guys for the Pirates. So. Well, let, well, let <laughs> me ask, no, and you make a good point there. I mean, when you see a World Series, that I'm telling you, dude, there's nobody on this planet that had the Diamondbacks taking on. Uh, the Rangers in the World Series, and if yeah. somebody tells me they did, I know they're lying to me. Okay, James, yeah. I, mean, I, yeah. I yeah. you know they are. But when you see something like that, when you see a World Series like that, and it's got to give you hope as a Pirates fan, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, pretty much my whole life, I'd say, except for about like 2012 season, 2012, 2013, um, when they made that little wild card run. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's been, it's always been rebuild. You know what I mean. So I think here in like Pittsburgh, it's okay. We're kind of tired of rebuilding. Like, when's it actually going to happen? Um, and we we got glimpses towards the end this year of of that rebuild and finally seeing our young guys actually stay with us. Um, 
I think that, like there are some games where seven of the nine guys on our field were rookies, which is, I mean, that might not be very good when you're watching at the time because they're still learning, getting their feet wet with uh, some big league experience. But man, does it make you hopeful as a Pirates fan looking down the road? Well, and I got to tell you this too. Uh, I've got a good buddy of mine. Uh, used to, I used to run uh, the newspaper here in town, and he was one of my photographers. His name is Zach Fraley. He lives just in the outskirts of Pittsburgh. And long story short. Have been to a couple of games with him up in uh, Pittsburgh, and I've been a couple of times, other times too. Man, I, now I got to admit, Camden Yards is my favorite ballpark in all of Major League Baseball, and I've been <laughs> to all together about twenty five through the years. Now I'm old; I'm fifty four, wow. so that's not twenty five in the last two years. That's twenty five over the last twenty five years or so. Camden <laughs> Yards is my favorite, but I got to tell you, dude, Pittsburgh is my second favorite stadium. I mean, the sight line there is not a bad seat in there. If you're sitting behind uh, home plate, you get to see the bridges. I mean, that is a beautiful, beautiful stadium, Coach. Yeah, no, PNC Park. Uh, PNC Park is, like, one of my favorite places to be. Um, that You're 100% right. You sit behind home plate. You get up a little bit, too. I know, like, everyone wants to be down close to the field. If, if Honestly, if you sit, like, mid-level behind the plate on uh, on that third base side a little bit, like you, you just get to look, uh, see the sunset every day or every game as it goes down to the city, uh-huh. um, and it's it's just amazing place. It's really beautiful. Like field is always kept very beautifully. So uh, it is, and again, like I we said, just need, we just need uh, some more energy. I guess <laughs> that's what PNC Park's always missing because. Pirates have, have had their struggles. So, well, you know, I don't even have to tell you this. You get a winner in there. That it, winning cures all ills, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. I was fortunate enough to go to a one of their playoff games. I, I when in, I think it was 2013 or 14, like I was saying, um, and that was probably one of my. I mean, that has to be one of my favorite games I've ever been to. So, that's awesome. Well, listen, James Rice, the new head coach of the uh, Kenston Wingman. Uh, they'll begin play uh, next spring, summer here at and Kenston over at Lancer Field. Just final thoughts uh, as we let you go here. Just final thoughts on uh, you getting this position here, Coach. No, I'm, be- I'm very excited. Uh, I know we've been working hard to, to put a good summer together for our players um, in return, give a good summer back to the community. One of my big things is I really want to I really want to connect with the community with Kinston Wingman. Um, so you know, don't be afraid if you, if anyone has questions out there or wants to get involved, please reach out to uh, myself, Billy, and go online and probably uh, find uh, find ways to contact us. But the baseball side, I always say baseball. It'll take care of itself when it's time, and we're putting together a pretty good squad right now. Um, and I'm very excited to get down there and, and be a part of this community. So, Well, very good. Well, listen, we look forward to talking to you again and more as the season gets uh, close to us. And I've even thought about talking to Billy about us doing, about this show, doing a sponsorship, maybe having a uh, Wingman, Wingman Wednesday or something like that, you know? That, dude, that would be, that would be amazing. Okay. Well, well, more Billy, we can do for the players yeah that's what i was gonna say billy if you're listening well let's get <laughs> we, we'll, we'll get up with him on that listen thank you so much and i know it's early i appreciate you uh, getting up here with me james and us talking about the wingman and 
Uh, look forward to meeting you in person and uh, as we get closer to the season. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. There you go. That's James Rice. He is a new head uh, coach of the Kenson Wingman, uh, our old North State League team. You know, and I was thinking, as a, we could do that. We could have a wood, because we have Wood Ducks Wednesday. We could have Wingman Wednesday. Maybe do one in one hour, the second uh, second hour, and just be a a uh, a baseball Wednesday here. You know we love baseball here on the Brian Hank Show. I'll tell you what, let's do a quick pivot here. <coughs> Excuse me, as we are going to uh, get uh, David Barnes up here on the line with us. He is the... Uh, co-head coach of the uh, Lenore Community College volleyball team who are in the second round of the Region 10 playoffs. Let's get him up here on the line with us. But as we do that, he is our big interview today. And as you know, UNC Lenore Healthcare is the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County, right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road, right here in Kenston for your healthcare needs, or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Let's not waste any more time. Let's jump into our big interview. It's David Barnes. He is the uh, co-head coach of the uh, Lenore Community College uh, volleyball program who I got to tell you, coach, it seems like you guys are, or you guys, but your gals, your team is hitting their stride at the right time. We had a chance to see you guys against Lewisburg, uh, what, a week or so ago for a pink night. Then you go into the Region 10 tournament. Uh, you, you sweep that in the first round. Now you're in the second round of the Region 10 tournament. Good morning. How are you doing, coach? Hey, Mr. Hanks. It's uh, been an amazing season. You know, um, when we try to evaluate what's gone on this season, uh, you're looking presently at 13 wins, uh, with a winning percentage of 541. Uh, you'd have to go back a good bit in time to find LCC volleyball with a better winning percentage than 541. Uh, we've won eight Region 10 matches this season. The year before, they won one Region 10 match. The year before that, they won one Region 10 match. So eight times better than last season and uh, four times better than the previous two seasons combined. So uh, if you really want to dig deep, to see the improvement in this program, it, it's very obvious. Would we like to be uh, 20 wins, 25 wins? Sure, we would like to be that. But in the first year of reworking this program uh, to be 13 and 11 overall and to have eight Region 10 wins, that's phenomenal, especially when you look at for the last nearly three weeks, we've had six players. Six. It takes six to play the game. We got we've got no subs. We've got we can't give anybody a break. 
Um, so it, it's really been an amazing, uh, amazing season. Well, you took the words right out of my mouth. Like I said, Linda and I had an opportunity to uh, see you guys in uh, on Pink Night, and that was what he, she even said. And Linda's not exactly you know the biggest sports fan in the world, but you know your 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 uh, team came out on the court, and she said, "Do." where's their bench at? And I'm like, well, you know, for whatever reason, you know, they, they've not got a bench right now. Hey, what, what, ha- what has happened there? And I want you to brag on your, uh, on the, on the, on the, your iron, on your iron six players that are out there, coach. Well, you know what, what we've labeled them as, as the super six, super six, uh, Michaela Dale and, Haley Burmy, uh, those are, uh, 23, uh, 2023 girls. So freshmen this year, they came from Carolina Performance, uh, Travel Club, which is ran by Georgia and Julie Tootin. Georgia played for me back at Parrot during the state champion days. Um, uh, they've done a phenomenal job for us. Jenna Corwin, she's a 2023 freshman out of deep run uh, from South Lenore. Uh, she's done a phenomenal job for us as a full rotation outside hitter. You know, she was out half the season with a concussion that she suffered in the second match of the season, and she missed over half the season. Then we've got the, the, the three girls that are 2022s that have actually stuck the season out, that wanted to get better, that wanted to put their mark on the rebuilding process of this program. And that would be Elizabeth Howe out of Goldsboro. That would be Mackenzie Moore out of Benson, North Carolina, and Riley Casey out of West Craven. Now, this team started out with 11 players. You know, we were supposed to have 13 but two kids that signed a letter of intent receiving scholarship money never showed up. So we were supposed to start with 13, but actually started with 11. Then it got to where, um, you know, the day can't mix with night and workers don't mix well with loafers and winners don't mix well with losers and all I don't care how bad you shake it with water they just don't go together and so we started out with 11 players but for some reason through um some that quit uh some that had to separate the oil and the water and we had one injury at the near the end of the season that um just due to health reasons, the player needed to drop off. And we're down to six. But even though we're down to six, those six didn't quit. The coaches didn't quit. They were resilient. We were resilient. And we've won just as many matches as we've lost since we're down with six players. So I don't know. I mean, what else can you say about this phenomenon? (laughs) Well, it, it it's it just to give a comparison. It would be like having a basketball team with five players. It would be like having a baseball team and only having nine players. I've got to ask you. I mean, how have you, especially having to play this way over the last three weeks, 
I know your fingers are crossed, man. I mean, and especially in volleyball where there's so much jumping and, you know, using your muscles and all that all the time. I mean, I can, you've got to have been, you and Coach Shelley have had to be a little bit nervous that, hey, we've got to keep these girls healthy because if we lose just one player, we're down to five on the court. Can you even play with five players? You cannot start a match with five players. You can continue a match with five players, but you must have six to start. And okay. you know okay. just what you were talking about, all of the contact under the net when girls are running in to jump and hit and the opposition is blocking at the net. There's a lot of turned ankles. There's a lot of bumped knees. There's a lot of contact under that net. You also have kids diving to make saving plays on the floor. And, and I've had to tell them, look, ladies, we're not diving into the bleachers anymore. We're not <laughs> diving onto the wall like we would if we had 11 or 12 players. We're going to have to give that point up so we can live to play the rest of the game. Uh, we go the other day to um, to Cleveland, and we have a doubleheader. We have a doubleheader with six players. We beat Southwest Virginia three straight. Then we're going to play Cleveland. Cleveland's the number three team. We lose to Cleveland 28-30, to 26-28, and 23-25. The third-place team in the conference, we lose by two points each of the three sets. And it was the second match of the day for six girls that haven't had a chance to get off the court. Wow. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know what? I can yeah. hear it, and everybody, Coach Barnes, can hear it in your voice. And I want, I'm want i going to give you a chance to extrapolate on it. I, you're just very proud of the this, this Iron Six, aren't you? It, it's, been, it's, been, it's been inspiring. You know, uh, the first part of the season was very uninspiring when you've got kids that don't want to take direction. For some reason, you know, highly unsuccessful last year and you're coming in trying to make them successful, but they're fighting the process. Why? I have no idea. You know, you've got coaches that have been uh, proven winning coaches for 35 years, and you had a very unsuccessful season last year, but yet you want to fight the process? I have a problem understanding that, but that's what was going on. Um, so to, to see these, you know, six, uh, hang in there, fight for good, uh, put up a great battle, stick it out. It would have been very easy for these girls to quit. It would have been very easy for Shelly Barnes, for Georgia Tootin, for Charlie Cotton, and for David Barnes to quit. It would have been very easy. But, you know, all season long, all the way back to January when we took the program over, we were talking about having high character. We were talking about how champions have winning traits and winning characteristics. And giving up and quitting isn't one of those winning traits or winning characteristics. And so I'm just glad that six of them, and I'm glad our coaching staff has been able to demonstrate uh, – Winning traits, and I'm telling you, look out. If this group was able to do this with six, and we've already got uh, five verbal commits 
from 2024 kids getting ready to sign in November 1. That's just a couple of days away from Connecticut, from Ohio, from South Carolina, from North Carolina, talking to girls uh, from Colorado yesterday and this morning, um, also out of Florida yesterday and this morning. Uh, look out. That's all I can tell you. Well, tell, give us a preview. Uh, you guys uh, play in the second round of the Region 10 tournament tomorrow night. You will be uh, Now, you'll be playing in Fayetteville, but you're going to be taking on Cape Fear Community College if I'm looking at the schedule right. Uh, give us a little preview of that tomorrow night, Coach. Uh, you're exactly correct. We're playing Cape Fear at Fayetteville because Fayetteville is the uh, final uh, landing spot for the rest of the tournament. The first round of the tournament was played at higher seed. So, as you know, we went to Guilford Tech. We beat them three straight there. Uh, so now we end up uh, at Fayetteville versus Cape Fear. Cape Fear is the number one team in Region 10. They dethroned uh, Richard Bland, which was, uh, to me, was good to see that happen. You know, Richard Bland was only the national champion last year. Wow. National champion coming out of Region 10. Uh, so what does that say about our uh, Region 10 volleyball? <laughs> Great volleyball, obviously, when you're national champions last year, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so it was good to see Kate Fear dethrone Richard Bland to let everybody know, hey, Richard Bland, they can be beaten, and they were beaten. Um, Kate Fear, uh, just to give you some, you know, points about them. Like I said, obviously they're undefeated in the conference. Uh, they've also won, uh, 18 out of 20 matches. So they're 18 and two. So obviously a strong record. Uh, they're playing very well, uh, at the net. Uh, when we talk about attacking and, and hitting percentage, uh, those guys, they're producing at hitting 203 at the net. LCC is 110 at the net. So, you know, if you do the math, they're about uh, twice as good as us at the net. Blocks, another important thing at the net. Uh, per set, they play, they're blocking 1.53. So they're getting one and a half blocks per set. We're not far behind them in blocking. We're getting 1.37 blocks at the net so that's probably where we're most competitive with them is our ability to block um serving aces that's a big part of the game uh, per set they're getting 2.8 aces per set we're getting 1.93 so they're about one ace ahead of us per set um then going to another important part of the game Receiving the serve and how many errors you make per set. Uh, our percentage is we're, we're producing about 13% from uh, our receptions to reception errors. They are only producing 7% errors per their reception. So they're two times ahead of us in serve reception so they're they're passing the ball off the serve a little bit more efficient than uh than we are uh, mm. 
Also, they have five hitters at the net that are that are hitting a 200% or higher. Right now, we have absolutely nobody on our team that's hitting over 200 at the net. So, obviously, there are some deficits to overcome, okay? But I can promise you weirder things and stranger things have happened. We're going to... Fayetteville tomorrow and we're playing Cape Fear and we intend on beating Cape Fear. Okay. Now we may come up short. We may be unsuccessful, but our intentions are to go hit them in the mouth as hard as we can. I love it. I absolutely love it. Listen, coach Barnes, we're up against it. Thank you so much for joining us uh, here this morning on the Brian Hank show. Good luck tomorrow night. You'll have all of Kinston supporting you uh, tomorrow night. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I tell you what, when you get this thing wrapped up over the weekend, let's talk on Monday. What do you think? I appreciate it, man. Thanks for your support. Thanks for covering LCC Volleyball. You're very welcome. That is David Barnes, the co-head uh, basketball or uh, volleyball coach at LCC, as we wrap up our first hour. Coming up, hour two of the Brian Hanks Show.